I firmly believe that there is something to appreciate in any scenario that life throws our way. Looking back on my own path, I can see now that the most painful periods of change in my life have ultimately been my most illuminating life lessons because pain is one of our greatest teachers. Just like change, pain is an essential part of the human experience. Both are inevitable, but suffering is optional. So when we learn to be grateful, even for the challenges that we face, we learn to see the deep universal truth, which is that life is not happening to us. It is happening for us. Everything that happens in our lives, the good, the bad, the ugly, is an opportunity for our personal evolution. And if you can choose to find gratitude for every step of your evolution, then that is when you will truly learn to thrive in life. Welcome to Lit Up AF, the podcast that helps you create a life that lights you up. I'm Jenny Rose, your average 30-something millennial who spent years following the conventional roadmap to success until one day I looked around and realized I was burnt out, uninspired, and living a life that was out of alignment with my dreams and desires. So I threw away the old roadmap and now I'm following my own inner compass as I create a life that leaves me feeling lit up as fuck. I started this podcast because I know that I'm not the only one who did all the right things yet ended up feeling trapped in a life meant for someone else. So if you're feeling stuck, consider this your permission slip to throw out the old roadmap, tune into your inner compass, and create your unique version of happiness, even if it doesn't make sense to those around you. Join me here each week for a dose of inspiration, encouragement, practical advice, and honest conversations with others on a similar journey. Let's dive in. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to Lit Up AF, the podcast that helps you create a life that lights you up. If you are new to the show, welcome. My name is Jenny Rose. I am the host of the podcast, and my mission with Lit Up AF is to help more people break free from whatever box society has pigeonholed them into so that they can live a life that truly lights them up with excitement and purpose because life is too short to be living it for other people instead of yourself. If you are a returning listener, thank you so much for returning here today. I have another Quickie Attunement Tuesday episode for you, and as always, my intention with these Quickie Tuesday episodes is to give you an opportunity to check in with yourself, to get inspired, and to realign to your highest self's goals and desires. I really want to talk to you all about change today, because the only constant in life is change, and yet for most of us, change is incredibly uncomfortable, and I'm no exception. If you've been following the show for a bit, you probably know that I'm currently in a state of transition, aka a big period of change in my life. So to sum things up for anyone who hasn't listened to the more recent episodes, I am coming to the end of a work sabbatical and I have been interviewing for my next job in the corporate world. So my whole schedule is about to change. And frankly, I'm about to go from a lifestyle that has granted me an immense amount of time freedom Back to a more structured daily routine. And spoiler alert, I've been struggling a little bit with the knowledge that I'm going to be going back to work very soon. And I want to be clear before anyone is like, oh, boo hoo, Jenny Rose. I get it. I really do. 
It has been a luxury to take time off from work, and it's a luxury that I recognize not everyone's circumstances can allow for. So I have a lot of gratitude that my circumstances have enabled me to take this time off for myself, and gratitude is one of the things that we are going to talk about a little bit more extensively today because my life has changed a ton in the past few years. In fact, it has changed so much that there are moments where I have to marvel at it all because I feel like I'm a completely different person at my core than I was a few years ago. And that is what we're really going to dive deeper into in today's conversation, because if there is one thing that I have learned through all of the ups and downs that my path has taken in recent years, it is just how valuable change can be in your own evolution. And if change is the one constant in life, then that means that change is inevitable. And there is no point in fighting the inevitable. Instead, we need to learn to adapt and even embrace change. So let me share with you the three best pieces of advice that I have for thriving in the face of change. Tip number one is to regulate your nervous system. Now, maybe you thought this whole episode was going to be about mindset, and mindset is certainly an important piece of today's conversation, but I want to begin with the body, because our body is our vehicle through life, and the level of our resilience to change is going to be directly linked to how regulated our nervous system is. In other words, we can do all of the mindset work in the world, but if your body is dysregulated, then none of that mindset work matters. Because our body is going to be experiencing panic, anxiety, and stress anytime that we experience change because change is, in and of itself, a type of stressor. So before we talk about regulating it, let's talk about what your nervous system is. First, it's important to know that there are two branches of your autonomic nervous system, the sympathetic and parasympathetic systems. And regulating your nervous system means to manage and maintain a balance between both of those branches so that your body is in a state of harmony. The sympathetic system is responsible for the fight-or-flight response, while the parasympathetic system is responsible for the rest-and-digest response. In other words, our system is designed to be mostly chilling out in the parasympathetic state, resting and digesting until a threat comes along, like, for example, being chased by a tiger. This is when the parasympathetic system shuts off in favor of our sympathetic system, which kicks in with its fight-or-flight response to get us quickly to safety. When you're in a sympathetic state, your heart beats faster, there's more blood flow and oxygen circulating through your system, and your muscles are ready to respond so that you can either make a stand and fight or run away from the threat as fast as possible. The problem is, our modern lifestyles have many of us consistently stuck in a sympathetic state rather than spending most of our time in a parasympathetic state like we are designed to, meaning we constantly feel like we are in a state of threat, so then we can't calm down and settle into that rest and digest state. Let's take, for example, work stress. Do you have a job where you're constantly in meetings? The urgent tasks keep piling up and you feel like you're always behind? You feel overstimulated and undersupported? And if that resonates for you, then you're probably getting constantly triggered 
into a sympathetic state of fight or flight. Now, realistically, work isn't posing the same threat to your life that a tiger would be, of course, but your body doesn't know the difference. And if you're consistently being triggered into that fight or flight response, then you're going to be in a state of imbalance that can lead to all sorts of physical, mental, and emotional symptoms from that stress and fatigue. So let's talk about some signs that your nervous system is dysregulated in case that particular example didn't resonate for you. But keep in mind, I'm not a doctor and I'm not diagnosing you. I'm simply giving you some examples that you can use for your own self-evaluation. One sign can be chronic stress. Feeling stressed out all the time can cause the nervous system to become very dysregulated, and it can contribute to symptoms like anxiety, depression, and fatigue. Another sign is sleep disturbance. Maybe you find it difficult to fall asleep or to stay asleep at night, or maybe you wake up feeling tired and unrested even if you technically have been sleeping a good amount. A third sign is digestive issues. The nervous system plays a critical role in regulating your digestion, so being in a state of imbalance can result in symptoms like constipation, diarrhea, abdominal pain, and bloating. Another potential sign could be chronic pain. This can manifest as something like headaches, back pain, joint pain, or even muscle pain. And lastly, sensory issues are another sign of nervous system dysregulation, which could look like hypersensitivity to light, sound, or touch, or you may even experience numbness or tingling in your extremities. Being easily startled, for example, is a sign that there is a sensory issue at play. So if any of those signs show up consistently in your day-to-day experience of life, it's very possible that your nervous system is dysregulated. So what can we do to support your body in getting back to a more regulated state? I have a few tips for you. This isn't necessarily comprehensive, but it is a good starting point. The first tip is to explore deep breathing. I love breathwork because it is free, It's easy and it doesn't take up a lot of time. Taking deep breaths can help to activate the parasympathetic system and calm the body down. Consider setting timers on your phone so that you are reminded to consistently take a deep breath throughout the day. And when you do this, you want to place one hand on your belly and one hand on your chest and focus on breathing deeply into the hands from the belly first. Most of us tend to breathe very shallowly through the chest, but breathing from the belly is what is going to really help you settle back into a parasympathetic state. Personally, I really like to do this lying on my back because I find that it's easier to breathe deeply when I'm lying down rather than sitting up. There are some really good breathwork videos on YouTube if you feel like you need a little more guidance to stay focused. And remember that you don't have to do this for a long time. Just a few deep breaths can be helpful. You can do this whenever you're feeling stressed out or you can build it into your day systemically so that you always start and end the day with some breath work and maybe a little bit at lunchtime as well. But if you have more time, feel free to do this more frequently because it really makes a huge difference. Another great tool for regulating your nervous system is exercise. 
Physical activity can help to release tension and stress from the body, leading to a more balanced nervous system. And you don't need to be working out in the gym for hours every day to get a benefit from exercise. It can be as little as 15 minutes a day. My best recommendation is to find a kind of exercise that is accessible to you and that you enjoy. Because when you enjoy something, it's going to be a lot easier for you to be consistent with it. Gentle yoga and walks are fantastic for nervous system support, so don't overcomplicate this. And just remember that even if you can only do a little bit at a time, it's still going to go a long way. Being outside in nature is also very soothing to your nervous system. This is why I love walking outside because not only am I getting in my movement, I'm also getting in fresh air and sunshine, but even just sitting outside can be really helpful. Being near plant life like trees and water like the ocean is even more soothing. So if you live in a city, see if you can find yourself a park nearby where you can either access some water or a green space. Another great way to support your nervous system is practicing mindfulness. This could be through a practice like meditation or journaling or some other kind of relaxation technique that works for you. I've already mentioned walking and yoga and sitting outside in nature, but those can all be mindfulness practices as well. The key to practicing mindfulness is centering yourself in your body in the present moment. In other words, it is not just what you are doing. It is how you are doing it by staying present in the moment. Another good way to regulate your nervous system is to be social. Human beings are social creatures, so having positive and supportive relationships can really help to reduce stress. Maybe this means getting lunch with a friend or having a phone conversation with a loved one when you need support or cuddling with your significant other on the couch. Our nervous systems are actually designed to co-regulate when we are in the presence of safe people. So don't try to shoulder your burdens alone and learn to lean on your support system when you need to. The last tip that I have for regulating your nervous system is getting enough sleep. This is so important for many aspects of your health, and I know you are busy, but you need to be getting a minimum of seven hours of sleep. And practicing good Sleep hygiene can also be really helpful, especially if you are someone that has a hard time falling or staying asleep. This could mean creating a wind-down routine before bed where you put down your phone, you turn off the TV so that you're limiting that blue light that's going into your eyes, and you instead do something relaxing for an hour before you fall asleep, like some gentle stretching or listening to music or breathwork or Reading a relaxing novel, not reading some kind of like murder mystery novel, okay? A relaxing novel. Again, this isn't meant to be a comprehensive list, but it is a good starting point. So pick a few options that feel the most accessible or enjoyable to you and begin incorporating them consistently into your day and see how much less stressed out you feel. Before we move on to the next tip that I have for becoming more resilient in the face of change, I want to circle back around to put a finer point on why regulating your nervous system is going to make it easier for you to adapt to change. When our nervous system is dysregulated, we tend to be very reactive, meaning that we get easily activated and respond to something instinctively in the moment instead of with intention. 
an example of this is when you become really stressed out by something minor, like you got stuck in traffic on your way home from work, and then you blow up on your partner when you get home because that stress just has to spill out somewhere. And when your body is dysregulated, it can take away your choice of response because your body reacts before your mind even has the chance to consider how it wants to respond to a stressor-like change. And then you feel guilty and bad for the way that you responded. And maybe you even feel a little bit out of control in those scenarios. We have a hard time responding well to change when we're dysregulated because it quite literally overwhelms us. So if you focus on regulating your nervous system, you're going to find that you are much, much more resilient when faced with change. I took my work sabbatical because I had reached a place where years of stress had compounded and put me in such a state of dysregulation that I felt constantly overwhelmed. Focusing on regulating my nervous system over the past several months has made me much, much more ready to thrive in the face of change as I re-enter the job market because I'm generally feeling calmer and better resourced and just less easily activated in stressful moments, which makes it possible to respond to change more proactively rather than reactively. Tip number two for learning to embrace change is to adopt the phrase, I get to. The words that we think and speak hold immense power over our subconscious, and the phrase, I have to, is a distinctly different frequency than the phrase, I get to. I have to implies that you have no choice or say in the matter. And when you feel on a subconscious level that you have no choice, then it's easy to feel frustrated and trapped and disempowered. Whereas the phrase I get to implies not only choice, but privilege. And when you feel on a subconscious level that you have agency, then it becomes much easier to feel empowered because I truly believe that we always have a choice in everything that we do, even when it may not feel like it. For example, you might feel like you can't say no to your boss when they come to you with a new work assignment when you're already feeling overburdened, but you always have a choice. For example, you can talk to them about your workload and ask for additional support. A good boss would find a way to help you, and a bad boss who refuses to assist you opens up another choice for you to consider whether or not to walk away and pursue another job opportunity. Many times we feel trapped in a scenario when ultimately we are the ones who are trapping ourselves because we would rather stay quiet and stick with what's easier instead of having an uncomfortable conversation or inviting change into our life. And so I want you to shift your dialogue from a place of I have to to a place of I get to, to put you back in the position of power in your life. And there are a million ways to shift this dialogue. Here's a couple of examples that might apply to different areas of your life. Instead of I have to eat healthy to feel my best, we could say I get to eat healthy food to fuel my body. Or instead of I have to go to bed now so I can get up early tomorrow. We can say, I get to go to sleep early so that I can feel rested tomorrow. Or instead of, I have to do this project at work for my boss, we can say, I get to improve my skills by taking on this project at work. 
And lastly, instead of I have to drive my kids to soccer practice, we could say I get to spend time with my kids on the way to soccer practice. These are just a few examples of how to shift your language. But in my experience, the more you practice this, the easier it becomes until it eventually becomes second nature to look on the brighter side of things. And Having a mindset that feels empowered and is focused on the positive is going to make navigating change so much easier because it allows you to see the opportunity and the silver lining in any scenario, no matter how difficult. On a personal note, I am using this strategy to shift away from the mindset of I have to go back to work. So some statements that I am choosing to focus on instead are I get to collaborate on a cool creative project with a great team of people. I get to improve my skills in a new role. And I get to bring in more income to fund the lifestyle that I want to create. And focusing on all of the positive things that a new job will bring my way has helped me to shift any dread that I feel around this upcoming change to excitement. Because there really is going to be So much good that comes from this change. It's just a matter of focusing on all of the things that I'm going to be gaining rather than on anything that I perceive to be losing. And that's not to say that you should simply ignore or invalidate your own feelings if you are facing a change that you are dreading because changes can be very impactful life events like a romantic breakup or losing a loved one or a happy chapter coming to a close by no choice of your own. And invalidating your emotions in any scenario is never the answer. But how can you hold space for the grief that comes with a change while also finding its silver lining? That is what tip number three is for. So the third and final tip for learning how to embrace change is to be grateful for every experience. I mentioned at the start of the episode that I wanted to talk a little bit more about the importance of gratitude. And so here we are. We have reached that point. There is a reason why so many people swear by a gratitude practice. And it's because choosing to feel grateful, even in a moment of challenge or difficulty, allows you to appreciate the good in any scenario. And I firmly believe that there is something to appreciate in any scenario that life throws our way. Looking back on my own path, I can see now that the most painful periods of change in my life have ultimately been my most illuminating life lessons because pain is one of our greatest teachers. Just like change, pain is an essential part of the human experience. Both are inevitable, but Suffering is optional. So when we learn to be grateful, even for the challenges that we face, we learn to see the deep universal truth, which is that life is not happening to us. It is happening for us. Everything that happens in our lives, the good, the bad, the ugly, is an opportunity for our personal evolution. And if you can choose to find gratitude, for every step of your evolution, then that is when you will truly learn to thrive in life. So in the context of returning to work, gratitude is easy in this scenario because this is not a deeply painful situation. It is simply the end of one cycle 
and the start of a new one. And life is full of cycles. And each cycle is going to offer you valuable experiences. So I am grateful that I'll have the opportunity to expand my career and my skill set while also receiving more financial abundance since I'll be going from zero income to a salaried position. And gratitude becomes a lot easier when you choose to focus on it. But honestly, gratitude has been the lifeline that has kept me afloat during the biggest transitions in my life. For example, when I had separated from my husband, it was the darkest time in my life. But I was able to find gratitude for the lessons that I had learned in our relationship and gratitude for the opportunity to spend some time wholly devoted to myself after we separated. And above all, gratitude that I had loved someone so deeply that the pain was proportionate to that amount of love that I had experienced. And the gratitude that I held in my heart during that change laid the foundation for my healing, which has served me immensely since my husband and I have found our way back to one another. We are happier and healthier and more whole versions of ourselves in our relationship than we ever had been before. And I truly, truly feel that the resilience that we both had to learn in the face of that particular change is what has led to such a happy ending for us. So if you are currently being faced with a big life change, I invite you to explore the depths of your experience to see what you can be grateful for. What lessons are you learning? What old habits are you being invited to break? What next level of your evolution are you being called to step into? Remember that life is happening for you, not to you, and that this is all part of your highest self's path. And someday, you'll look back and you'll realize just how important this period of change was in helping you to reach this next version of yourself. Okay, my friends, those are my top three tips for learning to embrace change. So let's recap quickly. Number one, regulate your nervous system because change is easier to navigate when your body is relaxed instead of stressed out. Number two, Adopt the phrase, I get to, because your words hold power and we want to feel a sense of agency when life brings us change. Lastly, number three, be grateful for every experience, because change is part of everyone's life path. And every change, no matter how painful it is, is ultimately helping you to step into the highest version of yourself. If you are currently struggling with change in your life, I am sending you the biggest virtual hug. I would love to hear from you if this episode resonated for you. My DMs are always open on Instagram at litup underscore AF. So come say hi and let me know if you have any great tips for embracing change that I didn't cover in the episode today. I am also super excited to share with you all this Friday's episode of the show. I had the chance to interview Nicole, who is an astrologer that specializes in career astrology and in helping others find their unique path to purpose through their astrological birth chart. As someone who both loves astrology and is also currently on the job hunt, this conversation with Nicole could not have come at a better time. And 
I honestly just had so much fun talking to her about all of the different placements in your natal chart that can heavily influence your career path. So keep an eye out for that episode dropping this Friday because you are not going to want to miss it. It is so, so good. I'm so excited to share it. I hope today's episode brought you a ton of value. And if it did, please, please consider leaving the show a rating or a review to help it grow and maybe sharing it with somebody who you think would benefit from today's message. Until next time, I am wishing you the loveliest of weeks and I will see you again soon. Love you. Bye. If today's episode lit you up in any way, please consider sharing it with a friend or loved one you feel would benefit. If you want to continue the conversation on today's topic, I would love to hear from you over on Instagram at litup underscore AF. Lastly, I would so appreciate it if you left a rating and review for the podcast to help it reach more listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you found value in today's episode. I'll be back next week. Love you. Bye. Thank you.